Welcome back to the first episode of the year and our 24th episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Michael Kreza with michaelkreza.com. In this episode, Michael and I talk about why agents need to put video into their business and how they can beat their competition in their farm by leveraging some simple video strategies. Michael shares how to get over the fear of being on camera, and it's a lot simpler than you think. We also talk about what you can do to get potential clients to know, like, and trust you before they've even met you. Plus, we talk about a super easy way to make relevant content that resonates with your farm and that will help position you as the expert. And Michael talks about how to get the right video equipment set up without breaking the bank. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Michael. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Michael Kreza from michaelkreza.com. So, Michael, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Hey, Ryan. Well, I'm here because you invited me and offered <laughs> me lots of money. So, we've got that going. Checks in the mail, you said. So, <laughs> you're really waiting. Um, background I've been in real estate since 1989. I know that sounds like a long time. Award winning realtor. I became a coach, trainer, speaker, you know, go through the whole uh, gamut there of stuff that I've been doing. And for the past 10 years, I've been helping realtors get over the fear of video. I'm not too fat. I'm too ugly. Anything with a two out front of it, <laughs> showing them how using a simple device like their smartphone can make them a lot of money, position them as the celebrity authority in their marketplace and the go-to person when it comes to real estate. Awesome. And yeah, that's why we're here. We're going to talk about videos and how you can use video in your farm and how you can, if you're using video, how can we enhance it? Or if you're not using video, how can we kind of get started? So for you, I always go back to the history. What got you into video and what did that look like for you? Once upon a time, I was actually at a speaking event and this goes back, well, as I said, probably about 10 years and uh, God bless him. He's passed away. His name was Alan Haynes and he had a group called the cyber stars. And, uh, in the day, way back, I had the first real estate podcast, and we didn't even call them podcasts then. It was just magically you made audio appear on the computer, which was pretty gnarly cool. And I started segueing into uh, video, and not to sound crude, but true story here. Um, what I saw, and especially you know, as, as I was researching, is in the porn industry because porn's all about making money. Yep. They were leaving print and they were going online, but specifically they were targeting video. And when I saw that, that was like the writing on the wall, that this is where the medium is going to be going. It's all, all about video. So I started studying the video gurus. And at the time, you know, there's a handful of them, right? Yeah. There's only a couple. And uh, the one guy, Mike Stewart, uh, he's the one that got me doing podcasting and set me up with all the gear. And Mike Stewart was also the guy that brought me in kicking and screaming because I really don't think I have a face for a video, more of a face for radio. But he pulled me in kicking and screaming. It's, uh, and I actually went all the way down to Atlanta, Georgia to wow. learn how to do video editing and video. So jumping forward, I already mastered some of those skills. And I was at this Cyberstar event, which is 200 of the top agents from across North America. And there was a panel. And on the panel was the leading realtor video expert, and he had two minions sitting beside him. And he's holding up this beautiful camera, which was like a down payment on a house. <laughs> yeah. He had this lens, you know, that literally he had, you know, two Sherpa guys would have to hold it on their back <laughs> for him to use. And he's talking about video. And I, I'm looking at the crowd, and they're just totally enamored and intimidated. Yeah. And there's a microphone in the middle of the room. And uh, my wife is trying to pull me back on the, my 
what do you call the, the belt loop on my pants because I, I was losing it. I was just chomping at the bit. And uh, I ended up running up to the microphone and, you know, I said, uh, Alan, not Alan Haynes, but this other guy, Alan, I said, what you have is phenomenal. Like if I ever wanted to take pictures of the far side of the sun, you would be the guy. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to real estate, take a look. Like most realtors, even the successful ones are probably one payment behind on their car. They're not going to run out and spend five grand on a camera body, another four on a, you know, a lens. And I, I had one of these, this will make you laugh. It's, it should be in the Smithsonian Institute. <laughs> yeah. It's called uh, 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 what the heck a flip flip cam. Flip yeah. Cam. I remember. Yeah. And yeah. I had this with me and I said, man, this is video and here's what it does. It has this little thing here, you know, you plug it into the computer, but before you do it, it's got a little red button on its tummy and it says, realtor, rub me here <laughs> and I will do video. Right plug me in here and I'll magically carry the videos over onto your laptop. And I said, mark my words one day. And I had an old flip phone. I said, we'll be doing this on our phone, you know? And then, you know, I quietly walked away and two days later, I started getting phone calls from brokers asking me if I would come out and train their agents. And I'd love to, but I've got no clue what I'm going to teach them because it, it was all kind of, I don't want to say made up, but trial and error as yep. I was going, because it was a new frontier at the time. Yeah. And that's, I, I know what, so I started, I think it was about 13 years ago or coming up to 13 years ago. And then I started doing video about nine or 10 years ago and the flip cams were just in that their heyday. And then they kind of disappeared, but it was so easy. And I remember learning about video and that was, that was exactly that where you were kind of in that mode where it's like before that it was crazy expensive and then people couldn't do it people didn't want to do it it was too much too they had to learn too much and then the flip cam came out and it was like a game changer for the people that actually chose to jump on board and do it and then it like to me that just blew open the, the video game for well, i should have had it. i've got on the i don't want to jump out of a shot here but i've got well actually hold on yeah, I yeah go for it <laughs> you, you definitely got to see this because it is it's from the institute <laughs> This was my first video camera, and this is going to make you laugh. Remember the Sony Mavica? Yeah. Okay. That's so awesome. uh, the, the younger crowd may have to Google this, but uh, <laughs> let's see if I can. Yeah, with the screen up. Floppy disks. <laughs> we used to record to these things. That's crazy. You could record all of, I think, 10 seconds worth of video. Yeah. And then when you tried to upload that, literally, you'd start in the morning, come back a week later, and shave. And I remember the videos once they were on the web were the size of a postage stamp, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we, we just take it for granted now that with this phone, like literally you've got a full blown production studio in your hand. Yeah. You're literally a film crew, just like, you know, the big newscast when they show up with the truck and the big antenna and they got the $200,000 camera, you can do exactly what they're doing using your smartphone. That to me is just, that's Star Trek miraculous. Yeah. And the, the speed is, what it how fast it's gone has, has gone up so quickly that not even that you have to keep, keep up because you could jump in with a three-year-old phone and still have good quality and i think the thing that's important for agents to understand is that it's getting easier to use so even though the technology is getting greater and the the the, the production value is getting better the, the the difficulty of using it is being easier and easier and easier. So there's no excuse. So it's not like it's getting more technical and more advanced and more crazy. And it's like, you need a, a science degree to figure out how to use it. It's the opposite. The technology is going up and then the ease of use is going down. So the technology has become <clears throat> six-year-old simple, but yeah. the stumbling block is still universally the same. And yes. it's not in your hand. It's between your ears. Yeah. That's so that's, really that's what I want to jump into to start with and, and really go into that because obviously you've coached a lot of agents who've, who've, 
probably had the same thoughts that everyone who's watching this going, you said, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I can't do this. So if someone's getting started and they want to get into video, how do they get through that? Because I can't get them through that. You can't get them through that. They have to get through that themselves and just push through that barrier. So yeah, well, actually, don't say I can't get them through it because okay, then suddenly can. I'm on a <laughs> That's true. That's true. That. <laughs> you can. <That's> right. <laughs> yes, we can. Um, part of it is, so I, I, when I do a live, because we're in these COVID days, you know, live is something I, you know, I fantasize about when I used to be out front of 1,500 people. Yeah. But part of it is we've got this persona, this image in our head of who we think we are. Right. In my mind, I look like uh, James Bond, like in my mind. Right. But in reality, when you look in the mirror, it's completely different. So the, the big joke is if you're too fat, if you're too hairy, if you're anything with a two up front of it, guess what? You are. Yeah. Now that we've got that off the table, you might as well own it, yep. get over it and move on. And, and that's what I get my, what if I have an audience and I think the biggest one so far, we've had 2000 people on their chairs yelling, own it, get over it, move on. Because if you're not going to do anything about maybe I want to lose a few pounds, then stop beating yourself up about it, accept yeah. it. Because as an industry, here's what happens. We put our face on everything we can imagine calendars, business cards, uh, memo pads, urinal pucks, anything that you can put your face on. And that's more of a Canadian reference, uh, but anything you can put your face on, you will do that. And the problem is, especially women, but guys are guilty of this too. We know something called Photoshop and you'll have a picture of you when you were 16 on all your propaganda. And then you send this out and the hope and prayer is that one day the phone will ring and someone's going to say, Ryan, I've been receiving your stuff for the past year, two years. We're thinking about selling our house. Would you please come over? And you whip together a CMA and you comb your hair and borrow a suit from the store and you're going to hopefully return it by five o'clock and you rush over there and there's that knock on the door and the homeowner opens it and you hand them your card and they look at the card and they look at you. They look at the card, they look at you again and in their mind, they're dialing 911 to report a missing <laughs> realtor yeah. because what you've portrayed in all your marketing is not who you are. Yeah. So you've created this expectation. And when it comes to video, there's a trifecta. There are three things that happen when people watch your videos. And it creates what I call the know, like, and trust. People feel like they know you. They get this experience that I like this guy and they trust you. Now, if I've created that perception of who I'm going to be in print and I show up, what have I done to trust? Nothing. It's gone. And how hard is it to regain someone's trust after you've bungled it? So when it comes to video, the the best thing I can tell realtors is just be yourself. Be yourself because everyone else is taken. And this way, when you show up after they've watched your videos, it's really cool. And we'll get into this in a moment, but it's it's called parasocial behavior parasocial behavior. And people that watch videos, it's like they're watching TV. We can't distinguish between I've got a big 28 inch monitor or my iPhone screen. Your brain can't tell the difference. All it sees is moving pictures and sound. But when it sees you on that screen, it perceives you to be an authority. You become the authority. So all you have to do is just be yourself, record your message, whatever that is. And we'll get into content in a moment. And then people will start to know, like, and trust you. Now, if they don't like you, that's okay because they wouldn't have liked you in person. 
So what you're doing now, that video becomes a 24-7 salesperson that is basically filtering out people before they meet you. But the magical part, the magical part is that parasocial behavior that when they unconsciously, this is the key, unconsciously make that decision that, wow, there's something about Ryan I like. Yeah. I, his voice, uh, the, the, his look, his cadence, whatever that is. But they make that decision in their other than conscious brain. And now you just have to show up. You don't have to try to sell them because they've already made the decision that you're the realtor. Exactly. Now your job is now to just ask probing questions and not make your 305, 10 point listing promise guarantee. And I've seen this in the past. It's like, you know, a hundred different things that you're going to promise. Yeah. And you know which one they remember? The one you forgot. Yeah. They'll hang you by the one you forgot versus video. As I said, they've already decided that you're the person that's going to take them from the wilderness that they're in right now and deliver them to the promised land, wherever that is buying or selling real estate. Exactly. And like you said, there's, they're going to find out who you are anyways, because they're going to see you in person, unless you're running a business where you don't meet anyone. If you're running a completely online business and you don't do anything, they're going to see what you look like in real life. They're going to hear what you sound like in real life. And they're going to decide either beforehand or then whether they like you or not. And I know for myself, I, it took a while. I had this vision of what my voice sounded like in my head. And then I started doing video. And then my voice was like, I'm like, that doesn't sound like me. Once you start doing it, you actually accept who you are and you become believe. Like I started listening to my own voice and video. Now I know what I sound like and I've done enough video to know that it's like, okay, that's who I am. I'm comfortable with it. That's fine. And then the people, like you said, though, people are going to, people see that and hear that anyways. So regardless of what I do, like the, my voice is my voice. And my looks are my looks. And if, no matter what I do, unless I Photoshop it, it's, that's, that's going to be what people see anyway. So just Or, or just a paperback or a hat or something. <laughs> exactly. I've got one here. But you, you just stumbled on something there really important. And it just went to the land of lost, lost socks. It was, um, oh, it'll come back to me. Oh, it, it was a stellar <laughs> point. It's like, I just, it just vanished into the ether. It will come back. Okay, sorry. But, but yeah, I think it, it takes time to just get over that you're not just going to create a first video and you're like all of a sudden comfortable with it. It, it takes continually doing those videos and, and, and it's, it's like going to the gym. I, I tease people and I say, have you ever gone? And usually this is January the second, right? After the <laughs> hangover's clear and I'm oh, damn it, man, I'm going to the gym. And so they sign up and they go. And when they walk in for the first time, you've got, you know, the clanging of the weights and, you know, there's a certain atmosphere and there's these big, hairy, sweaty, usually the women, right? And you get <laughs> in there and you're intimidated by this. Yeah. But you've gone the first day. And then when you come back the second day and the third day and the fourth day, you start getting into this routine. Yeah. And it's not as intimidating because you, you, you get into that flow. And as I said, it becomes part of the routine. And yeah. video is exactly the same thing. The first video, it's going to suck. The second video ain't going to be that pretty either. But after about the third or fourth, yeah. you start getting that groove. And then there'll be so many different little moments, sparks. Oh, yeah, yo, here's a quick opportunity for a video. And yeah. remember, every time you do that, you know, that no like, and trust that, uh, the trifecta, it's like, literally you're putting a deposit into your bank account because yeah. when that person sees that you are literally depositing into the no like, and trust account. Exactly. And to that point, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, if you're just using your headshot and using, uh, I would say the, the joke of the three roof line logo on your brand and you send the same, find out how much your home is worth. And you're just doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. You're not adding to the no like, and trust. You're actually taken away from it because the, they're grouping you into the same category as every other agent and you're not standing out from them. And if you're not standing out from them, 
if you're not being different, you're not being yourself, you're not being original, then you're, you're losing trust or you're, or you're certainly not gaining it at least. So you're not even getting noticed. That's exactly. Right. You're, you're just blending right in. So to jumping right into it, when people are getting started, if, if they're thinking about creating a video, what's for you is what, what do you see as a good stepping stone for an agent to take that first step? So, you know, depending, you know, there's so many gurus and trainers. I don't claim to be a guru. I'm just, you know, a, a dopey guy that kind of figured this out and has been making money teaching, but also selling courses, you know, marketing my services using video. So what I teach is what I actually use. Yep. And when I, I'm just going to share some really basics right now. So if you have a smartphone, you're already 99% into the video game. Now, the difference between a good video and a crappy video are simple little tricks that I'm going to share with you right now. So awesome. number one, um, you want to get into the habit of holding your phone horizontally. And the reason we do that when you're uploading a video to YouTube or to your blog or a website, even onto Facebook, you want to take up the maximum amount of screen. And that's holding your phone horizontally, just yep. like this. The next one, and I see realtors do this all the time, is let's pretend right Well, We're not pretending. We're on Zoom right now. <laughs> yeah. My webcam is at my eye level right now. But yeah. if I were using my laptop, let's say, for example, and most people do use their laptop when they're doing Zooms or presentations, the camera is right here. Yeah. So if I'm looking at my camera, it's literally the angle of attack there is on the screen. This thing is literally coming straight up my nose, yeah. right? And as nice as a nose I think I have, nobody <laughs> wants to see the hair that's coming out, the hair yeah. coming out of my ears, the double chin that guys have. And also from a psychological perspective, if I do that here, it feels like I'm looking down at you. Yeah, exactly. And so what's happening? Remember, all this is happening in the other than conscious brain. Yeah. So I'm watching Ryan and I'm thinking, oh, there's just something about this guy I don't <laughs> like. And you get creeped out and you hit next and, and you go away somewhere else, right? So yeah. if I'm holding the phone horizontally and at eye level, I'm creating um, the illusion, if you will, that we're having a conversation one-on-one -on -one, and yeah. I'm looking you right in the eye, which brings us to the next point. You want to make sure that you're looking at the lens of the camera. Because yeah. once you hit record, here's what happens. You see yourself and you start recording your video and it's like we're doing right now. I'm looking at the lens of the camera. So from your perspective or from the audience perspective, they think I'm speaking to them. Yep. But if I'm looking at myself here on my monitor, you're thinking I'm a crazy person because A, <laughs> I've broken the engagement <laughs> and I'm literally talking to my coffee cup, yep. right? So horizontal, eye level, look into the lens, okay? The next one, most realtors, your teeth are paid for. Don't be afraid to smile. <laughs> right? Because it's that smile universally, even in the animal kingdom, when you see chimpanzees interacting with one another, they smile. But if you see one that uh, shows its fangs, right, that means don't touch my banana. Like, you know, yeah. that's how we convey uh, emotion. And that's also what invites people into the herd. So yeah. eye level, horizontal, look into the ends, big smile, and just have a conversation with the lens. Don't try to be something that you're not. And that's where people screw up. Yeah. And as I said, the first couple of videos are going to suck. But after you do that, if you get into the habit of just doing this, those are the key factors. Now, the last one, and this is going to sound really dopey, but you have a lens right here. And depending which way you're shooting, I mean, if you've got this on a tripod and you're using these, get in the habit. I don't have a soft cloth. I got a pair of socks here, but let's imagine this is a soft cloth. Clean the lens. Yeah. And also the one that you're going to use, because what happens is over time, and when my phone's in my pocket, every time I pull it out, magically, for whatever reason, my thumb knows exactly where the lens <laughs> is. Yeah. 
And so you get that body oil and grease over time will cloud up that lens and your videos are going to look cloudy. And that's not yeah. a technique. It just means you had Doritos. For it's lunch. not a filter. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's, that's the basic stuff that they can do right now, Ryan. Yeah. Horizontal, eye level, look into the lens, not yourself, big smile, right? Clean the lens. <clears throat> Moving forward, if I was going to say, here's a few toys to consider to buy. And again, I'm keeping in mind that this is shoestring budget type stuff. That's good you bring that up because a lot of agents will think that they've got to go and have this giant library of tools no. and stuff. And it's like you, you can do for with your phone and a couple editions, which you'll jump into now. And it doesn't have to cost you a fortune. And it just some simple things will make all the difference. So the biggest barrier between you and success, not you personally, but I for most <laughs> realtors, the biggest barrier, and I suffer from this too, is the cellophane around the last product I bought. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I just had one here. Actually, it's just I haven't even pulled this out of the box and I've had it for a year. <laughs> and I, I was just talking to somebody today and he says, Oh, have you got the, you know, whatever 500? Like, well, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> it's still sitting there. Yeah. So number one thing I would recommend, this is a lavalier microphone. Yeah. Okay. And it plugs into the phone. Now, if you have a newer iPhone, you're going to need the, the lightning adapter that I don't have handy. I, I went to Amazon. I bought a bunch of these because I have a tendency of losing them. This one will allow for a charging port, but you want the lightning adapter, iPhone people. And what you're doing is you're plugging this into your phone and this will clip onto you. And now you're going to have exceptional audio quality. And if you have your phone on a tripod, meaning I don't have to hold it. So if I have it in my hand, this is about two and a half feet. The audio is going to be good. Yeah. But if I start moving around, it's windy outside. If I want to interview somebody, you definitely want to make sure you get one of these. And they're about 20 bucks. I'm, yeah. You can spend anywhere up to 200 for a similar microphone. But the quality, I don't think it's going to be stellarly different. And to get started, a $20 lav mic is all you need. Yeah. And it plugs right in. The other that was thing I when I got started doing videos years ago. That was an advice I got from a guy. And he said, um, people can forgive a shaky video. People can forgive not high quality video, but they won't forgive good uh bad sound he said if you're watching it video is good audio yeah so that's i would say that's if you're doing anything if you're gonna buy anything above your phone start with the mic so that's a great great point yeah and the other thing is you know for 30 bucks this is a bluetooth selfie stick right so the phone i'm not going to do it here but the phone clamps into here yep. and what's really cool about this particular one is this opens up nice and it becomes a tripod nice so now when I'm, my, my phone's mounted here, and this is where the microphone comes in handy, because you and I can be sitting together, and we could be about four or five feet apart. I've got the microphone plugged in on me. It's going to pick us both up, and we can be doing an interview yeah. type thing. And because it's got a Bluetooth, meaning this little button comes out, I can now pair my phone with the selfie stick. So if it's on the tripod, I just hit the little button for record. It's going to record automatically because it's kind of difficult when you hit record. I call it the flying finger of death. <laughs> I'm holding my phone. I'm doing whatever, talking. Now the finger's got to come in, yeah. hit the stop button. So again, I call it the flying finger of death. Yeah. It just it eliminates that altogether. Yeah. So in terms of investment, things to buy, I would say number one, lavalier mic. Uh, iPhone people, make sure that you've got the lightning connector. Uh, the newer Androids, I think you need a connector as well, specific for, but the older ones you don't. And then a uh, Bluetooth selfie stick. These are probably about 30 bucks on Amazon. And I think to the point too, with the sound is if you are interviewing people, if you're at different places or different positions or different distances from the phone, you'll have different voice levels. And when you 
play that if you're not using a microphone you will have someone that's louder and someone's quieter and that doesn't sound very good so you can literally be one can be one foot from the phone and one person could be six feet from the phone and you'll have the exact same voice or same level of sound which makes for a good video when everyone's equal you don't have to have them turning it up and turning it down every time someone's talking so that even phone or even voice thing makes it makes a big difference well that's where this kind of comes in having a handheld microphone nice. so in terms of actual application when it comes to video content you know, one of the questions I get asked is, okay, I'm comfortable, but you know, what the heck am I going to say? What do I do? Yeah. Well, one is just being the roving man in the neighborhood. And you have to remember that when people buy a house, <clears throat> excuse me, they don't just wake up one Saturday morning and say, hot dog, I'm going out to buy a house. <laughs> this is something that's been manifesting in their brain for a while. And it'll start off with levels. It's like, okay, what province do I want to be in or state do I want to be in? What city, what neighborhood, what street? So there's four levels there. And then ultimately, what house? So let's take the house out of the equation for a second. Let's say I'm moving to, you're in Burlington? Hamilton. Hamilton. I know nothing about Hamilton, right? So if I'm going to be your realtor, or sorry, Ryan, if you're going to be my realtor, yep. what I want to see from you is take me on a tour of Hamilton. Show me the things that I need to know. I've got 10 kids that I don't know of. Um, I need to know about <laughs> the schools. I want to know about the shopping, the churches. So each one of those can be a mini video. It doesn't have to be gone with the wind four hours, but in this, in this particular episode, we're going to talk about the three schools within this area, or let's talk about some of the tourist attractions, whatever that is. But each one gives you the opportunity to get out front of your camera and say, hey, it's Michael Creasy here with michaelcreasy.com. This episode, I'm going to take you on a tour of whatever gardens in Hamilton. Yeah. Pick a spot. So I've introduced myself. You get to see who I am, and now we're going on a journey together. And so as we're on this little journey for a minute or two minutes, again, parasocial behavior, they're getting to know, like, and trust me. Right? Exactly. You could even get a mount for your bicycle, yeah. you know, and GoPro cameras or whatever, but you get a mount for your bike and now you can be on your bike pedaling and doing the tour. So it's looking at you in the background at the same time. I mean, basically your imagination is the only limiting factor here. That's but just remember every time you're on camera, there's one more opportunity for them to get to know, like, and trust you. Yeah. I'm in the middle of a course that I'm teaching right now. And literally the last two days, we're talking about local businesses and local amenities, and then using those as marketing tools and educational pieces. Because a lot of agents get hung up going, what am I going to talk about? And they think they have to talk about real estate. They think I have to talk about the market stats. They have to talk about what's happening. They think they have to talk about mortgage rates. And you can talk about those things, but you live in a neighborhood. You live in an area. You live in a city that people want to know about. And every one of those things is... A potential marketing piece so like you said the gardens the shopping centers the trails the local businesses all those things are opportunities for you to get in front of people build trust be that person that knows the community cares about the community and gives back to it and like you said it's only a couple minute video and literally yeah it's like a beer it. commercial people want to feel like you know they're they're looking over the fence vicariously at what you're doing yeah. and, and that's in essence what you're doing when you take them on a tour now another thing sorry let me jump out of here yeah um, getting back to using a microphone. Now this one's called an iRig, iRig mic, and, and they're probably about 60 bucks, but notice this thing here. Nice. And it's backwards on Zoom, but it says that interview guy, well, that's my brand, that was my, my handle. This plastic thing, you can get it at any music store. I think they call it a, um, what the heck do they call it? Flag, a microphone flag. Okay. And they're about 15 bucks. And then I went to my local print shop and I had these stickers made up. That's and awesome. so, when you see the guy who's doing the evening news, what does he have in his hand? Yeah. This, got the... this is the scepter of power, man. <laughs> this is like Thor's hammer. 
Literally, yeah. it's like Thor's hammer because I've got this on it. And I remember once upon a time, NAR, the National Association of Realtors Convention, I was there and I had my old um, uh, camcorder, right? And uh, I'm doing interviews because now I've made that jump now from audio to video. And most of the guys there, I've known them like Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Buffini, all those guys because they were clients of mine once upon a time. So it was like, okay, let's humor Mike and we'll do the video with him, right? <clears throat> when I came back the following year, and my wife was working the camera. I bought her this thing. It's like a shoulder mount, okay? And it's got a, a pistol grip, shoulder yep. mount, straight bar, and the camera mounted onto that. Yeah. So we got the camera, same camera, and on top we got a little LED light. I've got this plugged in. There was not a single room that we couldn't get into at NAR because we looked like we belong there. We yep. looked like the film crew. And the I was like, factor, instant yeah, authority. Yeah. Exactly. In terms of influence, authority, we look like we belong there. Yeah. So, getting back to context as realtors, you could be the man on the street. You could go to, you know, what are three or four of your favorite restaurants in the area? Take me to some of the cool shopping, not even shopping centers, little boutique stores. And now, as much as I hate saying in the days of COVID that we're in right now, it's like some friggin' horror film. Um, local businesses are dying for the exposure. You know, if you're not locked down and they've unplugged the power, but they're literally begging. And if you can be the person that shows up and you do a quick one-on-one -on -one with, you know, local restaurant, local, whatever, they are going to love you for this. So number one, you record that quick video, you put it on your Facebook account. They are going to do the same thing. Yeah. They're going to put it on their Facebook account. And now you're getting exposure from their people. Exactly. That's right? I talk about that. It's, I call it the one to many approach versus if I'm trying to in connect with one person one at a time, it's difficult to try to build a large audience. But when you go after local businesses, they've got an audience, they've got a following of people and you can get into their audience. So you're hitting one person, one business, and then getting in front of their many audience and expanding it. And to that point, I always use this analogy all the time is that if I put an ad in the paper, or if I run a Facebook ad, I don't go run and tell all my friends and family that I put an ad in the paper or I look at mom, dad, neighbor, I, I ran a Facebook ad. But if I got interviewed or featured on something, I'm going to go share that because people like to be recognized for being featured on. They like to be recognized as they're important. So they want to share that. And so when you do that, go interview those businesses. Like you said, exactly like you said, they're going to go share it post it on their social media and they're going to get it out there to their audience, which is. Huge. Let's take that uh, pony of the, the principle of authority one step further. You can see in the background, I've got all these little plaques there that I bought at Walmart and <laughs> it, it gives up. So if you think about last time you were at a dentist's office, doctor's office, a lawyer, they have authority bling in the background. Yep. Right. And realtors, we've got our trophies and you know, all the other stuff that's there. And I don't have to come out and say, well, you know, I am an expert. If you look over my shoulder, it's doing that for me. Yeah. That is literally screaming authority without me having to say it. So where I'm going with this, if you were to interview your lawyer that you work with, and you know, what are the five things that every home buyer needs to know about working with a lawyer? What are the five things every seller needs to know about working with a lawyer? What is that function that you bring to the table? So by interviewing that person and being there on camera with them, you are now garnering their authority. So whatever they have in the background, if they're perceived as the wise man, you by default, because you are there with them, are going to be on that same level. And again, you're garnering that same authority. A perfect way to uh, set the stage. Let's say um, uh, a big big flood in Hawaii, making so, or when they had the volcano, volcano thing in Hawaii. You have a meteorologist, you've got a climatologist, and you can have Tommy who lives in the trailer park next door. Yeah, 
Okay, they're all on the, in the evening news together on a panel. Because that guy is with the other two that are the leading authorities, by default, because he's with those people, yeah. we are uh, entrusting them with the same authority and credibility until potentially he opens his mouth and chat. <laughs> exactly. But up until that point. Then that makes a viral video and that goes viral because he opens yeah. his mouth and that becomes funny. <laughs> there you go. It's like Chewbacca lady. The one, I don't know if you yeah, saw exactly. that. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> In my class. So guys, if you haven't seen this, when it comes to Michael, do my videos have to be professional? Google Chewbacca lady. Yeah. <laughs> Chewbacca lady. I think it's up to like 13 trillion views. It's crazy. And the backstory is there's this woman, she's in a, like a Costco value mart, whatever, you know, and it's her birthday. And she bought herself a Chewbacca mask, you know, Star Wars Chewbacca mask. And yep. she's in her car and she's unwrapping it and she puts it on. And it, what the mask does is when she opens her mouth, it actually plays the Chewbacca noise, like that, uh, whatever noise it makes. <laughs> yeah. And so she's just literally wetting the seat laughing with this. And people, like, I think it was like 5 million shares and, you know, like I said, 13 trillion plays of people watching this woman just having fun. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, well, that's pretty goofy. Who really cares? Well, from that video that she did, that went viral. She was then within, I'd say, two weeks on every single major talk show in the U.S. I think she came up with her own motivational DVDs, right? And on top of that, she did one with, I can't remember, the, is it James Cameron? is the, the producer of Star Wars or the director of Star Wars. She was- she No, uh, what's his name? Anyways, yeah, I know, yeah. So let's just say insert name here, yeah. producer of Star Wars. So yeah. she's on the guys, he's the late talk show host, English accent, heavy set guy. I James can't Corden. So he's, she, he's driving the van this time. She's sitting beside him. He's got, she puts the mask on and he's just like, when is this going to go away? Like he's just, he, he's incensed <laughs> yeah. by this. And then in the back, you see the producer of Star Wars come out wearing the mask and he starts coaching her on how it's supposed to sound. <laughs> George Lucas, Cor that's what it is. George and then Corbett puts it on as well. Now all three yeah. of them are wearing <laughs> I mean, you, you can't, yeah. you can't make this stuff up. So the point is don't overthink this. And this is what realtors do. And perfect example You've listed a home and you're creating a feature sheet. And you know, Ryan, realtors, God bless them. And I'm a broker. I say this with love and respect. They'll start working on their feature sheet. You know, they have a coffee. They'll start nine o'clock in the morning. It's lunchtime already. They've done three revisions. They go for lunch. They come back and they move a picture around. They do something. They'll spend a whole day on a feature sheet that nobody cares about. With video, good enough is good enough. And I'm going to repeat that. Let me give you a context. The crappy video that I do will beat the one that you never do every time. Okay. The crappy video that I do will beat the one that you do every time and that you don't do every time. And good enough is good enough. Just get out there, do your message. Like we said, horizontal, eye level, look in the lens, big smile, wipe it off. And just convey that message, that, that nugget that people are looking for. Because right now, especially today in this medieval thing that we're living through, people are looking for hope. They're looking for inspiration. Yeah. So let me jump back here. I'm, I'm online all the time because I'm coaching, teaching video. The thing that is driving me nuts is the guy that's, well, today we've had so many cases. Oh, and it looks what's happened. I don't need more shit. Pardon my yeah. French here. <laughs> it's okay. And I've stopped watching the news because if something is important enough, Ryan, it's going to find me no yeah, matter exactly. where I am. So I don't need to be watching the communist broadcast set. I mean, uh, CBC or any of these other stations, <laughs> bad on me, um, these stations, because it will find me. Yeah. But here's the really important thing. People may not remember what you say, yeah. but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm going to repeat that because it's important. They may not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And when it comes to video, be the person that's recording little nuggets of happiness. And so what I do every morning, I haven't done it lately because I'm still adjusting to daylight savings, but I'd be up at six. I do my power walk. It's 45 minutes. And there's this bridge over the river and I stop and I would do motivate, motivational minute. I would tell a joke, something goofy. Yeah. And my Facebook feed would just explode. Yeah. Right? Now, so more than ever, exponentially, people just want to cut through all the bullshit. And they just want to take a moment and go, okay, there is some normacy. Yeah. Right. And then they move on. Don't be that person that is constantly pounding all the negative stuff out there because there's enough of it. Be the one that gives them a ray of hope. So getting into video, there's this one, her name is Gloria Vallisori. You may want to Google her. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll share with you the link. Sure. She's a grandmother, realtor, better homes and gardens. I think she's 75 years young. This woman's a powerhouse. Like she's literally <laughs> like Wonder Woman. And she's done a whole series of videos of her in her kitchen. Awesome. And it starts off with her branding, you know, the Better Homes and Gardens. And there she is wearing her apron, Better Homes and Gardens. And today I'm going to show you how to make pizza dough. Yeah. And she goes through the process of making a pizza. And people love her for this. Now, is yeah. she selling real estate through that? No. But she's getting business because people are actually calling her and saying, Glory, will you list my house? I'm looking to buy. Yeah. Because remember parasocial behavior? They feel like they know, like, and trust exactly. her. Exactly. Exactly. And that, I think when you can get the community engaged as well, that makes a difference too. So if you're just pushing information out there, if you're just being the person who's pushing data or pushing stuff, like that's, you, you can push, you can have a series where you're doing educational, but if you can get them engaged too, that's when it can really take off. And I, I know with my own social media, I, you can try, I've tracked it. If I say I had a sandwich today and I post my sandwich, I get three likes, not that I post that kind of stuff. But if I said, I had a sandwich today, what's your favorite sandwich? Now I get 20, 30, 40 comments on it because people like to re respond and react and have that engagement. So I think with video, there's an opportunity there to create opportunities of engagement and getting people back. So if you're getting not just pushing content, it's how can you get people to come back, like, comment, share. And when you do that in your videos, it doesn't have to be much. You can create that feeling of they like me and you going back to where you said like they want to know how it makes how, how it makes them feel if you're asking about them they feel connected to you because you asked about them you and it's, it could be a blanket ask what did you do today but they feel like oh i uh, ryan asked what i had for my sandwich today that was that was awesome and it makes me feel good so you can do that with video and and to me that's a really easy way to get engagement is i had engaging. a friend tell me about it, it was uh, a rice crack you know the rice patties they look like yeah. hockey pucks right yeah. that it tastes like <laughs> yeah that with yeah. peanut butter and an onion on it i thought oh my god <laughs> but of course you know, i took up the challenge and i did a video of me assembling this thing and taking yeah. the first bite and it was as awful as it looked <laughs> But then there were people when I posted the video, some, you know, you know, they're applauding, but you never know what's going to take off and be a yeah. hit. And, and I find the more, I, I hate that word authentic, but the more authentic, the least amount of thought that I put into something, mm -hmm. I find the return on investment is exponentially higher than something that I meticulously tried to edit and yeah. do, you know, whatever to, 
spontaneity seems to be the the key here because that taps into what everybody else is thinking. 100%. I know from, again, I'm going from my own experience. When I started doing videos, I would script it all. I'd write it all out. I'd have it on a sheet of paper. I'd hang, try to get the piece of paper to be perfect under the microphone or under the camera. So it doesn't look like I'm reading it. And then I get so hung up on reading it perfectly. And so focused on trying to get my script down that I would choke. I would, couldn't get it out there. I wasn't comfortable doing it. And then I moved to, okay, I'm going to write out the five points, the five main points I want to cover. And I'll put that up. Then I know I can talk, I can fill in the blanks between that. And then as soon as that pressure's off, it just makes it so much easier and so much more natural. And people can, people can see it on the other side. Like they know, okay. And today we are going to talk about blah, blah, blah. It's like versus, yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about this today. And they can feel it on the other side. So I being used to do exactly the same. I would teach realtors do the bullet points. And if you tape it, so again, if I've got my camera here and I tape it below the lens yep. and I'm about three, four feet away, I can be looking at the bullet points to keep me on track. But you know, Mike Ferry, yep. you know, Tom Ferry, yep. you know, Buffini, yep. If you ever watched Mike and Tom, they come up with one of these most expensive teleprompter you ever <laughs> yeah. out of paper, right? Yeah. What do they do? And, and Mike, God bless him. I love when he says it, you know, today I'm going to share with you kids five different things about making money. Number one. And, and he looks at the list and yeah. he'll come point number next. He doesn't even know the numbers anymore. <laughs> it's not even the numbers. It's point number next. There's like an infinite number of point number next. There's nothing wrong with having a notepad. Yeah. As long as you're not doing this, you yeah, know, like exactly. I'm, I'm doing my whole presentation. But there's nothing wrong with referring to your notes. And I say that because if guys like Ferry, Mike and Tom, who are making millions a year, they're using a notepad. I'm thinking, yeah. all right, then I'm not going to argue. It works. Exactly. It's just don't be that super scripted where you're reading. Like you said, don't stare at it and don't read it verbatim. You have to have some authenticness to it. And people need to know that you know the content. Because if you don't know the content they're going to feel you don't know it. And there's not going to be that trust on the other side. You're better off recording another realtor. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Put your branding on top of it and have them be the spokesperson for you. So as far as content ideas, what are some things that people can do? Because we've talked about a few different ones, but some outside of the box ideas, because some agents, that's where they're like, hey, I'm looking for that gold nugget. What kind of things have you seen? as Well, the easiest one to get started is, again, I would get one of these, get the yellow legal pad, get your pen. Uh, you know, people that don't know what paper is, your younger crowd, Google it. It comes from trees. You know, I think we still have some. Um, it's called the 10 by 10 formula. And so let's describe in your mind, who, who is your perfect client? If you were to break it down, is it a buyer, seller? For argument's sake, let's say it's a first time buyer and they're looking to buy uh, a condo. Okay, first time buyers looking for condos. And what I would do is I'd, I'd get my trusty pad of paper, my pen, feather, quill, whatever you're gonna use. And I would write down, what are the 10 most common questions that they always ask me? So when I sit down with my buyers during a buyer consultation, I know they're, they're gonna ask me these 10 questions. So I'm gonna write that in those 10. Now, here's the interesting part. You, as the savvy real estate professional, know they don't know what they don't know. Okay, they don't know what they don't know. So write down the 10 questions that they would ask you if they knew what those questions were. So let's jump out of condos for a second. Um, I live in a train station on the corner of Lost and Nowhere, like literally two hours from Toronto. When I moved up here, I didn't know anything about well and septic. I didn't know anything about water pumps. I didn't know anything about electrical panels. I can tell you I am an expert now. Reason being, my realtor didn't tell me anything about this. Yeah. Week number two, when we moved in, I go to the tap. There is no water. Why not? Well, it's because the water pump's gone. Okay. 
where's the water pump? Well, I go out into the back. There's a well. I have to lift off the cover. I got to go dive down four feet into this hole. I've got to yank up 80 feet of pipe to change a pump, right? So these are the things that I wish I had known ahead of time. Is it well and septic? Is it on a water pump? Is it a drilled well? Is it a dug well? How often has it been tested? These are the little things that, like I said, I'm an expert now. I should have known these things, but I didn't know because I didn't know. Exactly. So again, I'd write down 10 things that they ask, 10 things that they should ask. And then I would get my camera and I would say, hey, it's Michael Creasy here with ABC Realty, abcrealty.com. And this episode, we're going to cover point number one. Okay, let's just unpack that for a second. So that's called an information sandwich. I gave you my name. Yep. I gave you my company and I gave you my website. If everything else were to crash, the phone fell out of my hand, you have enough information at that point to find out who I am. Yeah. The next crucial thing is I told you what the video is going to be about, right? If you don't care about well and septic, if you don't care about living in a condo, you're gonna move on, yeah. which is okay, because I didn't want you there anyway. Yeah. But if that speaks to you because you're looking at buying a condo, and I've told you out front, Chances are you're now going to watch that video to the end because I've told you what it's about. Makes sense? Yep, exactly. That's called the information sandwich. That's awesome. Do you know, have you heard of Ian Watt? Yes, Ian Watt started the video craze from Vancouver, That's Canada. Exactly. And that was exactly what he did. He answered questions about condos that people didn't know they knew or didn't he answered the questions people were asking and then he answered questions that people didn't know that they should know. And that's literally was the premise of his video series. And it was so easy. It was like, how do you get or pigeons off your balcony how do you what what's a status certificate why is the status certificate important and it was just about the condos and it was he said it i interviewed him when i had my old show and he said it was just he's like i'm just like hey i, I would probably want to know this information how can i relay that to someone and make it fun and, that was, and that was he's a perfect example of no like and trust because he is like sand in vaseline like he's <laughs> definitely acquired taste because yeah. he's raw in your yeah. face and you're either gonna like him or you don't you know yeah. and either one's okay with him Yep. And I remember one video that he did, and I, you probably Google it, I don't know if it's still there. He was out front of a condo in Vancouver condos back then, you know, they're all starting at a million. I think now they're yeah. giving them away with COVID, but um, <laughs> they're, you know, a million something. And he's out front and he's getting ready to do a showing and he's looking for the key, the lockbox. Yeah. And you see the stop sign out front of the condo and it looks like a Christmas tree. There's literally like 30 lock boxes that are hooked on to the stop sign. And he just loses his mind. And literally, he's like, what the shit's going on? And, like, and he just swears his head off. That video went viral. Yeah. And it, it, it created this dichotomy. He had agents that absolutely loved him, yeah. right? Because it was funny. He had agents that absolutely hated him because now he's poking at the industry and saying, how stupid are we that we're hanging stuff? You know, like, why don't we just put it on a hydrant, right? Yeah. But if, when you look at it from the consumer's perspective, home buyers and home sellers, especially condos, they love the guy exactly. because he's speaking the thing that they hate the most. Exactly. And he becomes their trusted advisor. Let's yeah. take it back. No like and trust. And he's piercing the veil on the other side of what the real estate side is like for them. Because like you said, they think they know what they know. And then on the other side, he's showing you, hey, here's the reality of it behind the scenes. And I'm the guy who's going to show you that. And I'm going to show you the reality of it. Good, bad, and ugly. I'm going to show you the things you do know and I'm going to answer those questions and the things you don't know that you need to know. And I'll answer mm -hmm. those questions. And there's well. another topic idea. Like, it, as we said, it doesn't have to be real estate specific and we, you know, interviewing the shops, you know, doing the drive bys that kind of stuff, yeah. you know, drive by with a video camera. Um, the other thing is, you know, let's, I'll just grab something here. You know, it could be, I just bought this new microphone kit, you know, and I unbox it. It's yeah. called unboxing yeah. video. 
Yeah. People go batshit crazy over there. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't understand it. But, you know, here I am, you know, taking the cellophane off and I'm opening up the package. They eat this stuff up. Yeah. And so it could be something as simple. You bought a new whatever. And th- this is another principle of authority. It's the principle of like. People yeah. like to work with people that are like themselves. So if you're the knucklehead that's doing this unboxing of what you just bought, people are going to identify with you. Exactly. And in geographic farm, which is what this is all about, there are so many opportunities within your farm that you can do that with. It's not just, again, not just real estate specific. It's what are the schools in the area? What are the parks in the area? What are the, who are the local counselors? Who, what things should they know? What, when is garbage day? If someone's moving to there, they want to know. Maybe they don't know what there is. Where are the, the post office boxes? What happens if you need to get your power turned on? Who's the company that does that? So like, there's so many different things you could do that are specific to life in your area or throughout the process. And I, in my opinion, we're, if you're trying to just capture people when they're ready to make a move, you're doing it wrong. That's, that's an opportunity, but it's the, you want to capture their attention throughout the year, throughout the next year and the next year. And I've, I've always said, I'd rather have five years to build trust with someone than five weeks. So if you get an internet lead and you come in, it's like, okay, I've got five weeks to try to be that person and, and show them that I'm the right person versus I'd rather have five years to, build that no like and trust so then in five years they're like ryan's my guy like i, I have to use ryan because he's unboxed his video he showed this he swore on the camera he's funny i went to the restaurant he recommended it was fantastic and it's like well i trust ryan with everything else he suggested i got to use him when it's time yes. i'd like that it was the gretzky line when he talked about you know what was one of the things that made him such a great player it's i always went to where the puck was going to be not yeah. where it was, you know and, and that that's the same kind of element of video i want to produce the video where I think it's going to be versus like right now. So to your point, I, I, I wouldn't be the guy, I wouldn't be thinking five years out. Yeah. But you know, I guess that's a long time. I, I need to feed the kids now. Right. Um, so, yeah. But if you're playing, if you're playing the long game in your farm, you're the long it should game. be yeah. all of that. Like you should be yeah. trying to get the now business, but thinking ahead as well. So always wrap up with the last piece of advice. So if someone's thinking about getting into video, what, if you were to say one golden nugget, takeaway piece of advice, what would you give to people? Do it. <laughs> that's, that's it i mean I, I, you know we talked about you know do value you know, all that kind of stuff all it takes is number one just do it hit record right yeah. and and you don't even have to post the video anywhere yeah. just to see your ugly mug on camera and you know ah, i had that brain fart of what i talked about right at the beginning. <laughs> perfect remember a good way to wrap up <laughs> sit back yeah wrap up grab the paper um when you you were mentioning how when you heard yourself for the same time you know, yeah. for the first time when you heard your voice, it's like, you know, you know, who is that? It's like, you know, fingernails on a chalkboard. I went through exactly the same thing because we have a perception of who we think we are yeah. in the real world, right? If you take a video and do a mock buyer's presentation, mm-hmm. do a mock seller's presentation, you know, like it could be your kid, your wife, your spouse, your teddy bear, whatever. Pretend that you're doing the presentation with them or just do a video of you talking about your favorite book or anything just for about a minute or so play it back and what you'll be horrified in and it's an excellent exercise is the little idiosyncrasies that you have you don't even realize that you have so for canadians we like to say a a lot (laughs) The younger generation, whatever that is, everything's young compared to me. I've got underwear <laughs> older than most people watching this right now. We'll say, uh, you know, like, uh, and, and then we went to the store, like, and, uh, well, you're a professional. Yeah. You don't get to say, 
like in between every other word. But when you play that video back, you get out to objectively sit back and go, yeah, I really am that much of a knucklehead. And you can <laughs> consciously start making those tweaks and improvement yeah. to become the professional you want to be. Because here's the thing. Realtors think that we get paid for buying and selling houses, like working with people. Yeah. Mike Ferry would say, find a willing buyer, find a willing seller and get in between them. Right. Yeah. You're not paid to negotiate. Oh, Michael, no, I, I took a no negotiation course. I watched Matlock, you know, every night for a year. I'm a negotiator. No, you're not. You, you really can't talk anybody into buying something. Maybe you can, but there, there's something called lawyers. Okay? <laughs> lawyers, they'll get out of the contract if they don't want to be in it, right? Yeah. So you're not a negotiator. Oh, we market properties. Yeah, okay, we'll get to that on another episode. What you do and what you get paid well to do is you take the real estate process, which has got to be one of the most complicated things there is. So all these moving parts, you're dealing with lenders, buyers, sellers, lawyers, paperwork, all this stuff. Your job is to take this complex process and neatly package it yep. into a simple little elegant thought yep. that your buyer or seller can understand. Yep. And that's when I use that analogy that they're lost right now in the desert. They're walking around looking for hope you're going to be the one that delivers them to the promised land, meaning they bought the house or they sold the house. Yep. That's your job. And when you watch yourself on video, that's when you get to hone your communication skills to be that person, the one that they're looking for that they can know, like, and trust. Exactly. And like you said, help them know what they don't know, answer the questions mm -hmm. that they want to have answered and then help them answer the questions they don't even know. So even though they think they know the process, if you can, yeah. that's how you take the next step is answering those questions that they don't even know that they didn't know. And, and just if, have fun with this. Oh my gosh, don't overthink it, right? Just yeah, don't exactly. camera, awesome. eye level, lens, smile, talk, yeah. wipe off crap on the back. <laughs> have fun with this. Do yeah. a bunch of videos. And I, I promise you, once you get over the first three, four, five, you're going to have a blast. You're going to have exactly. a blast. And we didn't even get into editing video email and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, that could be- Come back for another episode. Back. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Cool. One of the things we do is the your best book. So what is the best book that you'd recommend right now for viewers that's either made an impact in your life or you think would have an impact in theirs? The, the, the mood I've been in lately would be a coloring book <laughs> of, of anything. Um, I would probably say, I'm looking at it right now, The 12 Rules for Life. It was a Jordan Peterson book, yes. classic. And- uh, I would say that book for anybody that's feeling down and out, doesn't know what to do. One of Peterson's famous little things was before you try to change the world, before you try to get the world in order, you got to get your room in order. Yeah. And, and it was so misunderstood. And he became like one of the most revered speakers on the planet. Yeah. Right. And, and that was one of the things he said, just start off with the little things. If I can get my bedroom in order, I make the bed in the morning, I put my clothes away. I've now, started off my day with a, a minor success. Yeah. I've done something. And now I build on top of that. Okay, I've cleaned up my room. Maybe I clean up the living room and something else. I, I'm just kind of paraphrasing that book for me, 12 Rules of Life, Jordan Peterson. That would be the one I read right now. It's a deep read, but it's definitely, it makes you think. And if, if you go through there and you don't, you're not thinking about rethinking things, you probably should read it again. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you need the coloring book. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a good, the, the coloring companion that you can go along with it. And make but that. you gotta be careful because those crayons have sharp edges. So maybe <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we do not endorse or recommend that. Yeah, okay. That's awesome. So uh, how can our viewers check out what you're up to and find out more about you? Uh, Facebook's probably the easiest. Find me Michael Crease on Facebook. If they want to reach out to me, 
via email, uh, realestateunplugged at gmail.com, uh, Facebook Messenger. I'm there. You know, like I'm easy enough to find whether I want to be or not. If they have any questions, they can ping me there. Awesome. We'll put that in the notes and we'll put the book in there as well. So thank you for being on here. Really appreciate it. I'm excited to see the viewers jump in and, and take some of these, some of this advice and then really execute. And I know for myself, I just had to do it. And I know if they just get out and do it in six months from now, they will be a totally different person when it comes to it. And Ryan, thanks for all you do taking the time out of your day to put these uh, programs together. I mean, they're, they're golden nuggets of information. Thanks for being such a, a positive influence in the real estate industry. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming. <laughs>